What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for March 28th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. It is Tuesday. That means it's time for our positive message. And ironically enough, today's positive message is coming from a place of sadness. Found out yesterday that my uncle, my mom's oldest brother, my cousin, who is my my best friend, uh, his dad passed away. And it just serves more as a reminder that life is short and you just never know when your time is going to be up. So don't waste it holding grudges or, or not reaching out to someone. So if, if you're thinking about making a call to somebody, you've been putting it off, make the call, get in your car, go visit with them. If you have goals that you want to do, a hobby, a new career, you want to train for a race or whatever, go do it because you never know when your time's up. In the game of life, we have a running clock from the time we're born and we never know when the clock's going to strike zero. We can't see it. There's no timeouts and don't have your time run out and then have regrets. So do make that call. Take it, make an effort to work toward that goal, whether it's a new career, like I said, training, a cooking class, learning a language, whatever it is you want to do, go do it because you never know. Um, and like I said, life is short and it just yesterday served to me as a reminder that you just never know and you don't want to. And I get caught up with this myself. I'm, I'm not sitting here being preachy, but you just never know. And, and you just don't want to waste time on bullshit when you can be out enjoying your life. So live live your life like you don't know how much time's left in the game because honestly, we don't. Um, so that's today's Tuesday's positive message. Rest in peace, Uncle Greg. All right, a couple things from yesterday that I would just want to clear up. We talked about Anita de France and being a member of the IOC, and I wasn't sure if she was still vice president or not. I looked it up. She is no longer. She was elected in 2017. The term was over in 2021. She's still on the committee. She just isn't serving as vice president anymore. Um, also, too, I want to make sure everybody and, and ensure that you know everybody is safe in my house. Uh, I listened back to the replay yesterday, and it sounded like my kids were torturing something. Um, it was just my son playing with his Buzz Lightyear robots, and um, I assure you, it sounded very demonic. But it, everything's fine. Everybody's okay. Uh, I listened back, and I was like, "Oh, geez, that sounded horrible." But Everybody's fine for now. Um, anyway, let's get to today's Philly Sports Women's History Spotlight. Today we're going to spotlight Dawn Burrell. The Philly native is the sister of former 100-meter dash world record holder and Olympic sprinter Leroy Burrell. Uh, she went to the University of Houston where she played. She was a member of the track and field team. Uh, she won the gold medal in the 2021 or. 2001, I should say, indoor track and field championships. Uh, she represented the United States in the 2000 Sydney Olympic Games. Uh, unfortunately for her, after that 2001 indoor track and field gold medal, she tore her ACL and just essentially it ended her career. But when life gave her lemons, she made lemonade almost literally. Uh, she became a renowned chef. Uh, she was the 2020 or one of the 2020 semifinalists for the James Beard Foundation Award for just being one of the top people in the, cul the culinary arts field. 
Uh, she's been on a lot of the reality cooking shows, Top Chef, Top Chef All-Stars, Chopped, and Cutthroat Kitchen, to name a few. But I think, the, to me, the biggest thing and the coolest thing about her is she's fighting to normalize the fact that black women can cook at a high level because there's a lot of uh, connotations and stereotypes that go along with black women cooking and she's fighting the fight to to change that that not only are they able to black women are able to cook at a high level they can be the best at it and the fact that she is just so renowned for everything she does is proving that she's working so hard to fight and bust through these stereotypes um so shout out to you dawn for all you're doing um obviously in the track and field world but also in the culinary arts field and just knocking down race and gender stereotypes all around so shout out to you for that all right a couple quick things um sixers lost last night no joe no james um they're coming back home, thankfully. That, that West Coast swing was killer. Um, everybody's a little sore and banged up. So I, I I think if it was a bigger game, like in the playoffs, or they had to clinch something, I bet you both of them would have played. But I know everybody was looking forward to the Jokic versus Embiid um, showdown part two. But at the end of the day, and Joe has said as much too, it, it's all about making the playoffs and, and advancing in the playoffs, not so much the MVP award. Um, and to be honest, I mean, if you've seen the guy play this year, I mean, he's the MVP. Um, but so they, they do return home. Um, they're still locked into that third seed. Um, Cleveland's closing in on them, but uh, there's still, I think, like seven games left. So there's there's still time for them. And the schedule gets slightly easier because they are home, they're not on the West Coast swing. Excuse me, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, be sure to check out Back to the Future. Phillies open up on Thursday. We did our Phillies preview last week. That's still posted and ready to go. Uh, just a quick programming note. I am recording tonight. I'm super, super excited. Uh, I have a special guest um, from Women's History Month. Um just very, I, I, I am super excited and nervous at the same time to to do the interview, but uh, I should be posting that tomorrow, uh, possibly later tonight, depending on how late the interview goes. But uh, be on the lookout for that later this week. Um, also, in a, on a bizarre note, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, JT Real Muto ejection yesterday, um, and it just. In, in light of what happened in the, the tournament, in the Creighton game, uh, it's just the, the refs and the umps. you got to take yourself. You're, you're not the main attraction of the game. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, you can look it up. Basically, they called a pitch clock violation on uh, – I forget who he was even pitching for the Phillies. And basically, a couple times, the, the ump was throwing the ball back to the pitcher. Well – this time, JT went to reach back, and he didn't feel the ball, so he moved his glove, thinking the umpire was going to throw it, and he, the umpire went to drop it in his glove right as JT moved it, which you can see, JT's not looking. So the ump got all high and mighty and, and threw him out. It's just ridiculous that the, the umps and the refs kind of put themselves into the game, because you're not supposed to be seen. And... 
we've been talking a lot more recently about the refs and umpires and things like that, and we should not be. You should just be there as part of the backdrop, but enough of that rant. All right, so speaking of March Madness, let's go back to 1992. And on this day, March 28, 1992, the number one Duke Blue Devils took on the number six University of Kentucky Wildcats. And they were both the one-two seeds in the East Regional. This took place at the old Spectrum down in South Philly. This game was known as the Shot. And for my money, it was one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Obviously, I was much younger when this game happened, so I, I vividly more so remember this game. But Duke led 50-45 to 45 at halftime, and then Kentucky came back. One thing that I forgot about was Christian Leitner stepped on Aminu Timberlake's chest um, when he was going after a loose ball or something and got called for a technical Probably should have got ejected and just remembered how much of a douchebag he really was, Christian Leitner. And I know uh, ESPN has the 30 for 30, I hate Christian Leitner or whatever it was called. But, man, what a douche. Um, so, technically, none of this should have happened because he probably should have been ejected out of the game. One time that the refs probably should have uh, put themselves into the, the limelight and the spotlight, but they didn't because it's Duke and Coach K. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Bobby Hurley had a chance to, to win the game at the end of regulation, missed the shot. The overtime was incredible back and forth. UK um, had the lead 103-102 with like two seconds left, uh, and that's when it set up the play. Grant Hill threw the, the long baseball pass where Leitner jumped up, caught it, did the dribble, fade away at the buzzer to win the game. Unfortunately, I did not watch this game live on TV, and I know he's listening and or watching. I don't know which one he does, but I'd like to thank my brother for, for making me miss this game because we had to go pick him up from a party he was at. Uh, so it was my mom, me, and my good friend Rob, who also is probably listening and watching. And Rob, remember how pissed off we were? We're sitting in my mom's brown Ford Tempo outside of his friend's house because he couldn't leave because he's a Kentucky fan. He couldn't leave until the end of the game. So we're listening to it on the radio, missed it live, missed all the – we had to go home and watch the replays, and it was still in the early days of the 24-hour news cycle. So we weren't able to, to kind of watch like on the March Madness app or anything like that. We watched, sat, and listened to it in a brown Ford Tempo. We saw everybody inside Jared's house cheering and everything. But I'd like to thank my brother for that one, making me listen to that. And Rob was right there with me. But, uh, again, I digress. Probably, like I said, one of the biggest games probably ever in the tournament happened here at the, in Philly at the Spectrum. Um, if I've watched the replay now this time numerous times. It's great to hear Vern Lundquist's voice doing the play-by-play. Thomas Hill's face was probably the best with it. The, oh, my God, um, and everything. And Kentucky, I forgot. It was an interesting story. They were on probation, and they had four guys that were seniors that I think three or four of them were from Kentucky that stuck it out. So it was like a big thing. Oh, Kentucky's going to go back to the Final Four, but no. Douchebag Christian Leitner, who should have been ejected in the game, hit the game when he shot in overtime. So on this day, March 28, 1992, 
Duke beat Kentucky in the Elite Eight in one of the greatest games, probably greatest finishes, I should say, ever in the NCAA tournament. Happened right down in South Philly at the old Spectrum. I watched it or listened to it from a Brown Ford Tempo in somebody's driveway. So, but anyway, shout out to Dawn Burrell. Keep doing what you're doing, breaking down stereotypes for both gender and race when it comes to the culinary arts field. Shout out to Anita DeFrance again for just, we talked about her yesterday, for, for being a member of the IOC and doing the same thing, fighting for equality. Be sure to catch up on Back to the Future. I'm excited for this week's episode. Once it's posted, I will let you know. Remember, life's short, so if you have anything you want to do, anybody you need to call, go do it because you never know when your time's going to run out. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go have yourselves a Tuesday, and until next time, I will see you when I see you.